Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. We're back, man. Episode 235. Yes, sir. All right. Before we get started, I have to. It's a very uh, different day. It's a very uh, unfortunate day for some people with Androids and others who are on the iPhone team. They'll probably be, uh, you know, giving me a big hug. But uh, I just recently became <laughs> the newest member of the Rockefeller team. I'm dead. You're going to get no. a chain. No, no. <laughs> I just became the biggest, the newest member of the iPhone team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got an iPhone yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I did it more for convenience purposes because it just... Everybody I know has an iPhone, and I got tired of being the only nigga with a green bubble in a conversation. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but it's easier to transfer files and memory and things of that nature. And, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this phone, man. I never thought I would have an iPhone. I just didn't think I would switch because I, 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 it's almost like I was a little bit of a contrarian a little bit because yeah. I was like, man, fuck iPhones. I Just, just because y'all talking all that stuff, I'm not going to leave my Android. I'm sticking with my Android. And the culture too. Yeah, like, man, why are you in? The, why are you ruining the group chat? And like, why can't you send? Like, remember back yeah. in the day, they didn't even have like the emojis. Nah, like, Androids was super late to the game with the emojis. Yeah, they didn't. I yeah. used to have to text people like, "Yo, what is this?" Like, <laughs> you be texting a girl, and then they send you an emoji. Like, I used to hit my boy Mercy. Like, Mercy, what is this? <laughs> yeah, they hit you with it, but it'll come out some, either that or it'll come out weird on your phone. Mm-hmm. You'll it be like, be like these little rectangles. Like, why is this nigga sending me stick figures? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then you'll be texting a chick, and then they'll be like, "I just sent you this," or when you, uh, or they'll send you a picture of. Um, of them, but it'll be like that emoji, bitmoji mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, what the fuck is this? I can't send this back. Mm-hmm. What is this? Yeah. I had a joke. Last time I did stand up, I had a joke about um, switching from Android to, to iPhone. Uh-huh. And I was saying, like, having a having an Android phone is like bringing a white girl home at, to a black family. How is that? What's the parallel? It's just like, you just get these looks like, ah, oh, this nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, man. I, I just became a team, uh, became a part of Team iPhone. Mm-hmm. And the phone's been good to me so far. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's real smooth. And then I got the 14. So, you know, I'm, I'm up to date with the iPhone. Yeah. I'm sure that this phone is probably no different than the last nine. But... <laughs> there you go. You only know that phone though. Yeah, I only know this phone though. I mm-hmm. had a phone. I had an iPhone way back in 2008 though. Mm-hmm. That's the like the very first iPhone that ever came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it was a different. It was just a different experience back then. Back then they didn't even have MMS messages. You had to send that MMS message as an email. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you could send it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a heavier phone. It was a m- straight metal. The phone was pure metal in the back. And it had like a little black like cap at the bottom, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, I got an iPhone," mm-hmm. and and it was crazy is is I was able to use that iPhone on a prepaid, bro. Wow, I had AT and T prepaid, and mm-hmm. I was able to get the SIM card out of that, put it in the iPhone. I had a prepaid motherfucking iPhone, bro. Yeah, I was the first nigga in Bakersfield to have a prepaid iPhone. <laughs> That's something to be proud of. Yes, yeah, sir. It, it definitely. Um, I haven't even maximized the capabilities in terms of. Uh, creating content I've been like super slacking but um, super easy like you know um, a lot of people are shooting content there are people shooting people get millions of views um, on skits 
only from using a phone. only using iPhone and editing inside of the iMovie. So yes. um, you know, it's 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 uh it's definitely a great tool to have. And then the 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 biggest thing is that we don't want to be in spaces where we come across the podcast or we come across a, a musician, whatever the case may be. And they asking for certain content and we like, yeah, airdrop it to me. And it's like, oh, dang, like, I don't got no iPhone. Let me email yeah, it to you. There you go. And it's like, what's your email? And then by the time everything get lost in they translation, no more. it go to the spam, all these different yeah. things. Like, you know, you just don't want to miss out on, on the, no opportunities for, for having an Android phone. The convenience is, is too much. It, mm-hmm. it was, it's, it, it's very convenient. I, he could airdrop me shit or I could send something somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But. I'm still figuring out how to use this phone, but it's it's a decent phone. Mm-hmm. Can't complain. But we won't bore you with any more of my iPhone experience. Okay? Let's go ahead and get into the show. There you go. All right. Switching gears. Um, a truckload of dildos got in an accident. I know that this may sound like a lie, but hear me out, folks. Just give me a moment, okay? Um, truck believed to be full of sex toys overturns on Oklahoma I-40 freeway. Um, a local news station's traffic broadcast has gone viral after a semi-trailer full of what was believed to be lubricant and dildos flipped on the Oklahoma City Highway. Traffic on the Interstate 40 near Mustang uh, on the f- western fringes of Oklahoma City was brought to a halt on Wednesday when the truck reportedly transporting personal lubricant and sex toys flipped over colliding with another. I guess uh, all the lubricant made the dildo slip around. Um, <laughs> but its load was was strewn over the motorway, sending uh, KWTV's News 9 quickly hovering checking uh, to check it out. While neither knew at the time what had spilled over the road, uh, morning anchor Lacey Lowry and the station's helicopter pilot Jim Gardner began to engage in what would become some hilarious banter. Um, Gardner said the semi had overturned and lost its load. Um, Lowry <laughs> then responded asking Garner if they could tell what was it they're carrying, what's what's all over the road. Jim took his time to respond as the camera zoomed in on the boxes, which appeared to have fake phallus printed on the side. Wow. Whatever it is, it's going to take a whole uh, take a while to clean up. Garner finally responded. While the contents of the trailer was never actually confirmed, it didn't stop minds uh, across the world from going straight to the gutter. Um, and here's the thing. They did zoom in and it was literal dildos, but it wasn't just regular dildos. It was the big dildo that had the extra fingers on it. <laughs> you, you know, those I guess the dildos women use it. It's like for the clitoris and the vagina at the same time. Yeah. Women, you got you guys want it all. What, like what's going on that? You know what? I had this uh, idea. I was like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, um, sex is not is not um, what it should be because all these guys are watching porn and they think that you know right. uh, sex is supposed to look like that well women my dick doesn't do a 360 right so right yeah my my penis does not have a clitoris attachment on it definitely andrew short said like the, the uh the um the vibrator doing the milli rock yeah <laughs> it's like come on if you got if you i mean are you guys gonna fuck robots or humans like what's going on yeah here? you you literally got a whole truckload full of of robotic dildos that were all over the road yeah and you guys are using these things and it's like look man like i look and these are big ones man yeah, I'm not intimidated. I do okay for myself, but not like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that's funny. Yeah, that's that's that, that's not that's wild. But I just thought it was hilarious. But here's the thing that that I also wanted to get out there is 
you have no idea, like when you disrespect truck drivers or you tell them like, oh, fuck you, you're driving too slow or whatever, you guys wouldn't even be able to have sex with yourself if it wasn't for a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Every item in your home has been on a truck at some point. Mm-hmm. We we solely rely on our trucking industry to get everything everywhere. And you know who's really at the top of the the top of the food chain for truck drivers, believe it or not? Who is that? Me. I'm a fuel hauler. And without oh, yeah. me bringing fuel into Bakersfield, nobody goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. The cops don't go nowhere. The ambulance don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. No one goes anywhere. If we just said, hey, we're not doing our job. You can't go nowhere. Yeah, nobody can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything you do was on a truck. Mm-hmm. Everything you do. Including sex toys, dildos, lubricants, um, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some dudes, some dudes commit to the sex toy thing too, but they be getting them fake asses with the vagina attached to it. Yeah, I seen those. They you just kind of like prop up. Yeah, it's crazy. Like spongy. I think I seen that. It was like a. It's a real sex toy. It's called fuck. It was. It was like a a big black booty with a vagina on it, mm-hmm. and the item is called fuck my big black ass. That's why. That's literally what it's called. That is crazy. That's a crazy name, but people are buying it. Go Google it, folks. Don't listen to me. Go Google it, and that's what it's called. They got the um, they got the, the pocket pussy. Too. Yeah, that's just too much commitment, man. You got to get a real vagina. It's also weird because, like, how do you clean that out? I don't know. Yeah. And then imagine that you're trying to share that. Hey, man, you could use it, bro. It's cool. Yeah, that was like on uh, Blue Mountain State. Did you see that? Ah, uh, I don't think I seen that. Yeah, it was that like kind of like it was like the uh, like the. The what do you call that? This is a college humor um, show about oh, football okay, team. Okay, I did. It was on, they were sharing a pocket pussy. Was on Netflix they, back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. It might have like, like re premiered like on a football show, basically. Yeah, it was like football, but like that. sex jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, but they were sharing a pocket pussy, and then they always catching STDs. Oh man, nasty. Well, um, here's a reality that nothing in this world moves without trucks. That's really the point I wanted to get across, okay? Mm-hmm. I know we started off hot with the dildos, and I know some of you guys got excited. I know, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not that type of show, okay? Yeah. I mean, we do not have a dildo giveaway here on the Trucker's Mind podcast. But if they want to sponsor us and the money is right. I, yeah, right? That will be that'll be crazy. Mm-hmm. This is mo- like the whole beginning of the podcast will be just nothing but ads. 15 minutes of just sex toys. Yeah. They're like, have you ever thought about having a sex doll? Well, meet my. <laughs> what's what's that one called? Uh, they call them real dolls. Mm-hmm. I seen somebody that had bought one, and it's just like it's too real. Like, dude, at, you shouldn't. You at some point you got to go out and get a real woman because that's crazy. They talk too much though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some pussy. I don't want all this. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's, That's wild. Funny. You know what be crazy? Imagine this. Imagine if you get in an argument like with your wife or something, and she's like, you, you leave me, you'll never have another woman like me. And then what you do is you you go buy a doll with the exact same measurements. You recreate your wife, and as soon as she gets on your nerves, you'll be like, you know what? Just get out. I already got a doll. Okay? Dang. I got a doll. But you you recreate her, but you enhance her. And you like do all the measurements. The booty is the same way. Maybe the titties no. is a little bit nope. bigger. 
and you remove the mouth. <laughs> no, you got to keep the mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. What you do is you don't do anything to the body. You just make the body the way it was when you first met him. Ooh, because you know it's probably about another eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that relationship uh, way hit different, huh? Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, the, the women listeners are gonna hate that joke. Yeah, it's a joke, ladies. Okay, <laughs> we we love the fact that you gain eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect. Yeah, just the way you are. Just just the way you are. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what you want us to say. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Chick fil A. Recently, a Chick fil A employee. Stopped a uh, carjacker from uh, stealing the car uh, while the child was around. So let me go ahead and read this little story here. Uh, Chick-fil-A, an employee held for stopping man with carjacking mother with infant. Um, Thomas Michael Gordon praises one incredible individual after fighting off a assailant outside a Florida restaurant. An employee of Chick-fil-A, a restaurant in Florida. No, it's a restaurant everywhere, you dick. Uh, anyways is being praised as a hero after he fought off a man trying to steal a car from a woman getting her infant out of the vehicle in a harrowing parking lot confrontation captured on video. Incredibly, it wasn't even the first time that 26-year-old Thomas Michael Gordon rushed to save someone in distress near his workplace. Wow, this nigga's a real superhero. <laughs> Four years earlier, he had reportedly helped rescue two girls after a construction crane fell on their car. Michael, um, you are one incredible individual said a Facebook post from the sheriff's office investigating the would-be carjacking. According to sheriff's deputies patrolling Okaloosa County, which uh, includes the popular tourist towns, blah, blah, blah. That's that's fluff. Don't need to read that. Um, the woman had been getting uh, the infant out of the car when a man wielding a sharpened plank approached, a sharpened plank, never heard of that, approached her and demanded her keys. He then snatched the keys from her waistband, opened the door, and got into the vehicle as she shouted for help. Gordon heard her, ran over, ran to her, began tussling with the assailant. A bystander cell phone video recorded Gordon taking uh, the other man down, rolling around with him on the pavement, and putting him in a headlock. So this nigga did an MMA move on his ass. <laughs> That's wild. Um, I will say this, though. This is one thing that I don't like. What I don't like is this is this is great publicity for Chick-fil-A, right? Because mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A already has like this very satirical, like uh, you know, skit skit uh, a skit worthy uh, uh, customer service. Like their customer service is so great, right? Yeah. That they're like, oh my god, you want me to wash your car? You know, I could babysit your kids. Like that's mm -hmm. like a joke that goes, and it actually it's good PR for the company. Yeah. But here's the problem that I hate is that when great people like this work for these companies, they'll be like, we appreciate your work. And to show you that we appreciate you, we got you a new pen. And you can put this on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you are a billion-dollar corporation, and I just stopped somebody from jacking a car with a baby inside of it, and you niggas gave me a pen that's worth 35 cents mm -hmm. to show me that you care. Yeah. And it's like, two things are true about that. Maybe I'm a dick for saying that. But it's also true. But it's also true when you go out on the limb to do something kind for someone and it's an act of courage and you're being courageous in that moment. It doesn't always have to come with a dollar amount, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I would hope that he's just doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Right. Um, but it w I mean, it would be dope to get blessed with a $100,000 check or Hell something yeah. like that. Yeah. And a vacation or something like that. But. Yeah, I think that it that is kind of the 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 Chick Fil A thing. You go to Chick Fil A, they got 
four or five different people greeting you, you know, somebody uh, giving you a hug as soon as you walk in and right. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a superhero vibe. This nigga is like saving, saving people every and week. And he's always month. conveniently there when something yeah. goes on. I'm call him Chick Fil A man. Instead of the bat signal, they just put a, put a chicken on a light. <laughs> it's a piece of chicken in the it's, it's a piece of chicken in the sky, and he, yeah. he just come out of there. What was that thing like? Eat less cow or something like that? No, they eat, eat, eat more chicken. Eat more chicken, but no, the cows. No, uh, oh, there's a cow doing it. Mm. Yeah, I remember when that that Chick Fil A first opened, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first 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 day it opened, mm-hmm. and everybody got a free chicken sandwich. Oh, damn. I remember that day, man. That yeah. was in like 2008. Yeah. Yeah, that Chick fil A over off of, uh, is that, that's the only Chick fil A we Stockdale got here. Stockdale right? in uh, California. That's the only one we got, right? Uh huh. They need, they might as well make like two of them here because that motherfucker be, that, that Chick fil A just, just disrupts the whole part of Stockdale. Yeah. Like it's motherfuckers that's parked in a big ass circle just to get that chicken. I don't understand it. They had a, they have, they manipulated that whole parking lot. I seen it. In and out, in and out, and Chick Fil A shouldn't be shouldn't be in the same. No, parking lot. they shouldn't be near. They they should be miles away from each other. Chick In, in and Out is like snaked all the way around, it's and ridiculous. you got to like drive all the way around, and it's a whole it's a whole. Uh, you almost need GPS to get to the to the drive through. You damn near do because you don't know where the fuck it starts, mm-hmm. and somebody be like, "Hey, you're crowding me." And it's like, nigga, I don't know where I'm at. I'm just driving. I just want a burger. That's all I want. Five years ago, I could just pull up in the drive through. Man. It, first of all, this is what needs to happen. They need to they need to make they need to stop making in and outs in shopping centers. They need to make them in a place that has more like more space. Yeah, like, yeah, for you, sure. You shouldn't have. It should be a grocery store next to fucking in and out. That's ridiculous. Or they got to like manipulate the parking lot to where it's like just better. Yeah, because you got parking spots and all these different things. They shut down all the parking spots. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they shut them all down just so more people could fit in there. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere like it, what's crazy is the story we had. Remember in Aurora, in mm-hmm. Aurora, Colorado, where they opened up one and it was people parked for miles. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what people like. Do you not value your time? In and Out must got cracking eight burgers or something. Man, I'm telling you, somebody somewhere in America has sucked a dick for a burger at In and Out. I don't know when they did it. I believe. But that that's that must be blowjob worthy burgers the way you guys wait in that fucking line. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. And those fries are fucking terrible. It's nasty. I had it Yo, the other day. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had something hit me right now and I have to say this. How the fuck did Little Cedars become the official pizza of the NFL? Do you see this? I seen uh who did I see on a commercial? I seen somebody on a Stafford. Commercial. Matthew Stafford was yeah, on. Yeah, it. it was somebody else. So I forgot who it was. And oh was my like, God. How? Nice. Yeah. How did you let this happen? Hot and ready. Little Caesars is the fucking worst, man. Hot and ready, baby. Yo, Little Caesars tastes like somebody just like whoever was making the pizza, like in the middle of them making it, somebody just start beating their ass and they just put it in the oven real fast. <laughs> That shit tastes fucked up, man. How did they? I don't understand. Do they not eat the pizza? Do they not? Of course care? not. Them niggas is not. I'm Matthew Stafford. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm not eating no Little Caesars pizza. I think that. And, and let me be clear when I say this. When I was a kid, Little Caesars was amazing. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Like they had the pizza by the foot. They used to cut it in squares and all kind of shit. I think they made so much money off these hot and ready's that it gave them pop. Like it must have gave them some type of leverage. for sure. You got to think like back in the day they used to have them lame local commercials. 
where it would be like it might be like I had some high school classmates that was in uh, some of them little local Bakersfield Little Caesars commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. Now they in the big leagues, baby. Yeah, they in the big leagues. But I mean, the thing about it is, Little Caesars had like they have real commercials back in the nineties, though, mm-hmm. like national commercials in the nineties. Mm-hmm. They also had um, oh that wasn't Pizza Hut. I think it was it, it was Pizza Hut. That had the, it was called a nard. It was a, called a nard. It was like a little character they used to use. Mm-hmm. But for Little Caesars, they had real commercials. But they, but in like the early two thousands, they had local commercials like pizza, pizza. It'd be mm-hmm. like a little kid. Yeah, a little kid. It was a little girl that was like doing all the commercials. Yeah, she's yeah. doing all the commercials of the pizza. Mm-hmm. And it was another commercial I seen where this girl would be. I forgot. I think it was Mauricio. She would always like Mauricio. Mauricio. Yeah. And this little girl would like throw rice in the air. I'm yeah. Like, Okay. Come yeah. down to Mauricio's. We have bur- burritos and rice. <laughs> Been like that little fast talking dude on there. Yeah. He got to read it fast because he only gets 30 seconds. <laughs> he can't even tell you what's on the menu and shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. That's funny stuff, man. Why is it always a serious voice on certain commercials? Yeah. It's the same motherfucking voice. Yeah. He's like, come on down to Mauricio's, so-and-so, so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, I don't understand how the fuck they let Little Caesars become the, the official pizza of the NFL. That shit tastes like- Yeah, that was shocking. Man, that mm. shit tastes like they got some, uh, I don't know, it tastes like a loaf of bread that dried up, and then they just said, put sauce on it, and just said, mm-hmm. fuck it. That's how it tastes. It tastes like somebody was like trying to make this like great meal, right? And then yeah. they got all the ingredients, and then they just forget the one main ingredients. And like, they're like, man, let me just, I'm going to just put it together. Yeah. And it's just missing that one little thing. Yeah. Uh, Little Caesars pizza tastes like a bunch of diced up EBT cards with sauce on it. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they come out with these, they come out with these, uh, like the crazy bread. Mm -hmm. I seen a comment one time that had me dying and Little Caesars responded to it. Mm -hmm. It was like, uh, because you know how they they have, uh, like big companies have social media accounts that respond back to the customers. Mm -hmm. Um, Little Caesars is in the comments. And he said, I got the crazy bread last time. It wasn't even that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then crazy and then uh little Caesar responded like, uh, how could we help you? And he's like, Don't be sending me these automated messages, nigga. I need my issue fixed. That shit was hilarious. Like y'all crazy bread wasn't even that crazy. <laughs> I got the crazy bread last time. That was comedy. I, I literally have not been to Little Caesars in years just because I'm so afraid of being let down again and like permanently not fucking with them. Yeah, don't don't do it to yourself. I'm not gonna do that to myself, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like those pizzas, the hot and ready, is for people that's like going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your girl just left you. You lost your job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shits, shits. You know, you going through depression and shit. That's a perfect meal. You seeing a therapist, nigga? You need to go get a, a little Caesar's pizza. Yeah, you might as well. That get you regular. Get, no, I won't get you. Get constipated. You won't be. <laughs> you won't be regular after eating that shit. <laughs> that uh, the prices went up. The, they 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 don't got that five dollar. It's like seven dollars now. Yeah, huh? everything is going up, bro. I know you're charging me more money for a bad pizza. And here's the fucked up part: it probably dropped the value down even more. Mm-hmm. So y'all putting less sauce. It's even more dry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. They um, I seen that that uh, that article you posted with the um. Twenty thousand dollar houses and stuff like that. Um, you posted on your story. 
No, I wasn't twenty thousand dollars. It was seventy four hundred dollars. Oh God, damn! Seventy four hundred dollars, and per month it was like forty seven dollars a month. Yeah, I'm like, bro, houses. Yeah, yeah. We came from that, and the sad part about it is, you think about the houses now. A lot of houses now are poorly made. Mm-hmm. Poorly made, cheap ass materials. They showed a video of a house that was being built next to a already established neighborhood, but it was kind of raining, kind of hard, and the whole fucking shit, the whole structure just fell down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro. All they did was get a bunch of wood. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're paying, and it, it, and out here in Bakersfield, some of these pretty good houses they're going for three seventy five, three eighty. Mm-hmm. So I got to pay three hundred eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a house that's made of these materials. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, the same house that's that's you no know, prone to have termites and motherfucking mold in it, mm-hmm. just like any other house. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, Jack. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. They got to change the materials they use, man. They got to start using like some like uh. Uh, they might have to get away from wood, man. Yeah, yeah, but I think wood is the the easiest to probably mass produce. Yeah, I don't know what what else they would use. Oh, they could easy. They could use you know the shit they make. Uh, you know the 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 when you're waiting on the bus, the park benches. Mm-hmm. What if they use that material? That's metal, though. That's not metal. That's yes, recycled plastic. Recycled plastic on the I'm not, benches. I'm not talking about the metal benches. I'm talking about the ones that are made from recycled plastic. Literally. Oh, I I don't know if that could hold up a. I don't know. I mean, them, them park benches been there for over 20 years. They've been holding up bums for a long time. <laughs> I've been sleeping on this thing for 28 years. <laughs> it's as sturdy as I was when I first smoked crack on it. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yo, that's wild, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, shout out to Chick-fil-A, man. Um, and shout out to this young man. It's just unfortunate that with his his heroic behavior and, and his selfless behavior, um, it won't be it won't be rewarded very yeah. well. It's gonna be like the main guy from Chick Fil A headquarters is gonna come down. I just wanted to shake your hand and give you this pen, and it's like, yeah, nigga, this pen is worth three. Like, nigga, cents. if you don't go back to your office, you gonna he gonna shake my hand, give me a three dollar pen, and then go buy some prostitutes as soon as he leave the motherfucking <laughs> pocket. Yeah, you gonna do, just do the Chick Fil A, get all that Chick Fil A money, and go buy some pussy. That's crazy. <laughs> Switching gears. Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre was recently involved in some shit. Um, and that shit was welfare fraud. It's kind of sad to see the guy that you see throwing touchdowns as a kid. And he is stealing from the less fortunate. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Former Mississippi governor helped Brett Favre obtain welfare funds for University Volleyball Stadium. Text show it. Um, basically, uh, an investigative report by Mississippi Today revealed Tuesday that former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant helped the former quarterback, uh, Brett Favre, obtain welfare funds in order to help build the new volleyball center uh, at the University of Southern Mississippi. The news organization reviewed text messages from 2017 and 2019 that were filled Monday in the, in the state of Mississippi civil lawsuit over mis- misspent welfare funds. The texts were filed by an attorney representing Nancy New who was already pleaded guilty to 13 felony counts of bribery. Fuck. <laughs> she going to jail for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted. Um, fraud and racketeering for her role in the welfare scheme. Uh, new to the founder <coughs> new to the founder of the Mississippi Community Education Center which was tasked with spending tens of millions in federal welfare funds to help the state, state auditors determined that nonprofit leaders misspent at least $77 million in welfare funds in the largest case of public fraud in Mississippi history. Oh, my God. 
So you mean to tell me Brett Favre is a part of this? This is wild. $77 million of misspent money. All right. The tech show Favre, New, and Bryant discussing how to divert at least $5 million in welfare funds to build a volleyball stadium at Southern Miss. Favre played football at Southern Miss, and his daughter is, was a volleyball player there at the time. <clears throat> um, some of the texts were sent. If you were to pay me, is this is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much uh, Favre asked new in 2017 so that's where he fucked up brett Favre is so out of the loop with technology he literally created a paper trail and uh, incriminating evidence against him himself mm -hmm. by asking that fucking question in a text message you fucking idiot anyways after telling Favre, we never have to we never have that information publicized she circled back to him the next day. Wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He is on board with us. We will get this done, uh, New told Favre. Um, in another text sent July 2019, Bryant told New he had just finished meeting with Favre and asked if they could help with his project. Favre's attorney, Bud Holmes, denied Mississippi today before blah, blah, blah. All right, okay. I think I've read enough. Um, hold on. Oh, but hold up. No, this is important at the end. Last year, Favre paid back 600000 to the state of Mississippi, an amount he had been paid uh, for speeches he gave. Oh, wow. He got paid for speeches he gave. He got paid $600,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. And the amount he had been paid for speeches he never... Oh, he never even gave the speeches. Mm -hmm. This guy is just a piece of shit all around. Yeah. God damn. He And okay. That he never gave. Favre was commissioned in 2017 and 18 to promote a state oh well, no no here it is he never gave him not because he didn't give him but he had to make up a lie in order to get that money from them to get those funds out they had to say like he basically was giving these speeches to get mm, paid that much i got you okay um commission 2017-18 to promote a state poverty fighting initiative to receive 1.1 million the state auditor's office reported that he initially gave back 500,000 of the amount but earlier this month Favre was asked in a letter to repay the remainder plus interest wow okay here's the deal man um not only was it is it does it make me sick it makes me sick that politicians and people who are part of the one percent are stealing from poor people. This is not a this is no different than, you know, this is the age old problem that's been going on. These major corporations, politicians or these conglomerates have been taken from uh, underserved people for a very long time. The same people that they will demonize and say they're lazy. They're on welfare. They don't want to get a job. They don't want to get a job. Not everybody on welfare is some lazy person that's stealing from the government. Mm -hmm. There are some of us that grew up and had to get food stamps. There are times that if we didn't have food stamps or, or cash aid from welfare that I would have not eaten. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a lazy man. As a man, I'm a hardworking guy. I don't, I don't, I don't you know, bleed the welfare system, but let me tell you, there was times I definitely needed it. And imagine a motherfucker like Brett Favre taking money away from kids who need food, who need money, who need to clothe themselves. Not, not only that, but Mississippi has a water crisis where the water is fucking brown. Mm -hmm. So he not only is it's the worst, it's the worst state in America. And this nigga stealing money from poor people. Mm -hmm. They don't even have clean water to drink. And this motherfucker is stealing money from them. There was just a, a, a picture that was posted by Ray Shrimmer and um, Slim Jimmy and, and um, uh, what's the other dude? Slim Jimmy and um, Sway Lee. 
Sway Lee had a whole truckload full of water. That's a flex. That's a real flex. Not jewelry, nothing. They was on there with a picture of them with a truckload full of water. That's mm-hmm. a real flex, Brett Favre. Not stealing from fucking poor people. Mm-hmm. And what really bothers me, too, is the nepotism, right? The fact that your daughter attended that school and played volleyball, maybe in his mind, as a, as a quarterback that made over $100 million in his career, he probably figured, like, well, my daughter's only going to be going here for, you know, a couple years, so why would I spend my money, Right? Mm-hmm. I could just get money from the poor people. Fuck them. They're lazy anyways. They're still in the money. You're going to justify it because you don't. Here's the problem that I have with conservatives, right? Is because liberals got their own shit. But conservatives, this is how their brain will think, especially the ones that are crooked. They're going to be like, these motherfuckers don't get a job and they're stealing from the government. But you will turn around and justify stealing from them, mm-hmm. which to me is hilarious. Mm-hmm. They miss they misused seventy seven million dollars that was supposed to go to poor families. That's disgusting, man. Yeah, that's just that's what America looks like, man. I think you know we have you always get that conversation from uh, from from the uh, from the left or from the right, sorry, about how um, like you said these people don't want to work, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that, they're 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 lazy, they they're um, they're relying on the government for all these different things. And then you realize that you have situations like this where people are mm-hmm. um, co- uh, not coercing, but they're like plotting on uh, stealing money f- or stealing funds from people that, yeah. that genuinely need it. An elaborate plan. But but in their mind, they're still better than the people that, go. They're, that they're taking from. Exactly. So it's just sick. And especially Brett Favre for, you know, he has a... Um, what you call like a very sketchy history, you know, whether yeah, it's like, you know, the some sort of um, being addicted to painkillers and shit. Yeah. The addictions, the um, the uh, harassment, the, the sending the nudes and all these yeah. different things. And hit Brett Favre is low key Teflon out here, bro. Yeah. I, and it, it yeah. sucks too, like being a like being a fan of him, you know, obviously, you know, growing up watching football and, you know, um, not necessarily being a fan of the Green Bay Packers, but just being a fan of good football, you know, especially when he was a little bit older and he had, uh, where did he go to the, the was it the Vikings? It went to the Vikings, yeah. Yeah, the and Vikings. The and the and Jets. The, he was kind of trash on the Jets, but when yeah, he, he went to the Vikings, he had like a, a second run. He did. And, you know, he was throwing that, he was slinging that football around the field. But, um, yeah, this, it, it, the the sad part about these stories is it's not surprising. Mm-mm. Like you hear these stories and you're like, yeah, Brett Favre sold some money. It it would, I think it would feel better for me if I was surprised. Like if you sent me this article and I was like, oh dang, Brett Favre stole this money. That's unfortunate, man. I would not expect that out of him. But when you like, oh, that sounds that sounds right on par for yeah. what you know what Brett Favre does. Here's the issue though. This is the problem that I have with white collar crimes. With white collar crimes, this would be considered a white collar crime. People who look like me and Keith don't ever even get in positions to commit these things because it takes status to do that. It mm-hmm. takes stature to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to be a politician to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about $77 million. Me and Keith will never have that position, mm-hmm. right? But if you're a person that I, is... I, don't put me in there. Whatever. I said, don't put me in there. What are what you talking about? Like, never be in that position. No, I'm talking about politicians and people who steal money. I'm not going to steal no money, but I'm saying in terms of status and relationships and oh, stuff no, like that. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I, I just mean in, in regards to having the ability to... 
uh, misuse funds and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now, having status in the creative space or something, that's a different, that's a different thing. They're mm-hmm. not stealing anything from there. Mm-hmm. But the, these white-collar crimes can take place there. A lot of us don't have the ability to ever commit a white-collar crime because we don't even have the status mm-hmm. or the connections to do that. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre had both. Brett Favre was a quarterback in the NFL for many, many years. What, 13, 14 years he played in the league. Um, and now this motherfucker is out of the league, but he has connections because he was a great quarterback and the politician was probably brown-nosing him, mm-hmm. and he was able to have a relationship and get $5 million out of him and stole from the welfare, from from the worst state in the country. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is people, I don't care if you're liberal, conservative, whatever, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And in mm-hmm. this case, there'd probably be some right-leaning people that are like, I mean, what's the big deal? You know, they're still they're they're stealing money from the government anyways. You might as well yeah. give it make it make the money go to the right place. Those lazy bastards aren't working anyways. I might as well build a volleyball court. Why might as well buy a bunch of tater tots and just make make a big sandwich out of it. Yeah. Just homemade like, taters from grandma. Just grandma used to make it like that. Grandma used to make them great ass tater tots. Yeah, back in the day when it when it wasn't no color bathrooms and all that and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not racist or nothing, but I just don't need to mix with them. I don't need to mix with the blacks. I ain't racist or nothing like that. <laughs> I don't got no hate in my bones, but I just don't like niggas. You were like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with certain people. and There's certain parts of the country where this shit is really going on. Yeah. And it's no different. And, and I mean, I don't know how many times Brett Favre got hit in his head, you know, I think I think uh, they had mentioned that Brett Favre said he had like over a thousand concussions or something. Aaron Rodgers was like, "Nah, no, he didn't. He lying." Yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think Brett Favre had mentioned that he had had. It was on the Joe Rogan episode, mm-hmm. and he said he said he may have had a, a over a thousand concussions. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers was like, "Nah, nah, no, he didn't." <laughs> 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 yeah, something's wrong with Brett, man. Uh, yeah. This is fucked up. He should be in prison. He should be in prison, but the fact that when you have money, we were having this conversation earlier. I was talking to Desmond and, and Will and all them. Mm-hmm. When you have money, the judicial system works for you because the biggest issue with America's judicial system is it can be bought. Mm-hmm. You can buy your way out of prison. If you've got the money and the representation, you can do it. We've seen many guilty people get off. You got money, you will not do one day in jail. we just seen Cardi B get really... Uh, Get her, the charges basically dropped, I think, or not even dropped. She got like probation or or like community service. That's what she got, mm-hmm. and it was over a bottle incident. I think she hit somebody that's, in the head. Yeah, but that's the thing. If I assault somebody as Eddie McGee, I'm going to jail. I don't have the money to say talk to my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Talk to my lawyer. I don't have that money. Mm-hmm. So when you when you got that money, you're good. Even Bill Cosby got released, yo. Yeah, Bill Cosby is like. He just has the money for representation, and they found that they wanted to process. They wanted to prosecute Bill Cosby so bad that they infringed on they his look, overlook some stuff. Yeah, yeah, they infringed on his uh, uh what do you call it? His uh, his rights, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to let him go because they found some. They found some reason. They found what do you call it? Um, what do you call it? Like a loophole. Yeah, they found a loophole, mm-hmm. and, they, and they felt that it was uh, uh not like constitutional what they was doing. Yeah. Yeah. All Bill was saying was like, frazzle, snazzle. <laughs> they let his fucking ass out. Yeah. Now this nigga's out here eating pudding pops again. <laughs> they had a, you know, DDG, the YouTuber. Oh, he's a rapper now, but he used to be a YouTuber. 
Uh, no, I don't know him. Oh, okay. Well, he's a uh, popular. Uh, well, he was a popular YouTuber. He's a rapper now. Mm-hmm. But um, he had he had like a gun charge, and wow. I guess he got caught riding around LA with a gun, and you know he never his uh, you know everything got erased because he got good lawyers. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy how they could do it. You just gotta pay them, and they'll say. And it's always it's a bunch of loopholes that exist. If you if you let's say for example, I'm worth fifty million dollars, and I'll be like, dude, I have a gun in the car. Um, it's not registered to me. Um, it's, I don't know whose gun this is. The police got me. They're gonna get me on a gun charge. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, "Hey, don't you say another fucking word. You understand me? I'm coming up to the. I'm coming up to the uh, the prison right now. Yeah, I'm coming to the jail right now. Yeah, don't say another fucking word. All of a sudden, lawyer walks in. Do you have a CPKWIWK? And they'll be like, "Let him out of the cage now." Yeah, he just walk out of there smiling. Yeah, but that's what happens when you have representation. They just mm-hmm. know all the loopholes. Mm-hmm. Lawyer will walk in. The lawyer will walk into a police department and be like, "Do you have an infringement?" WKAZ dash seven, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Well, I don't think you better do. But let him go now. You let him go now, and I won't press civil charges on this whole fucking court." Like they, yeah, it, man, a lawyer, a good one, will put the fear of God in you. Mm-hmm. You know. But if you ain't got no lawyer, you get a public pretender or yeah. a public defender. Mm-hmm. All they all a public defender does is basically um, tell you to take deals. They yeah. don't. They don't. They don't set it up to where it's like you're innocent. You need to fight for yourself. They're never gonna do that. Yeah. They're basically only in court because you can't afford representation, mm-hmm. which is like most of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this is what I mean. I, you know, going back to Brett Favre, I think it, this is what it looks like. This is what. Um, you know all these tr- allegations against Donald Trump. You know, and some of it, some of it was false. But I feel like, as much as they searching, it really just boils down to Donald Trump having some good, a good team around yeah, him. Yeah, they they can't touch Donald Trump, bro. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm I'll say this, I'll say this, and uh, and I think it's hilarious. First of all, they've been trying shit with Donald Trump for years, and they ain't got nothing on him. Mm-hmm. They got nothing on Donald Trump. And and here's the unfortunate thing, and it's just the truth. And I don't care if you're liberal, conservative. You need to, this is just the fucking truth. The only way, especially if Donald Trump decides to run again, the only way that the Democrats can beat Donald Trump is that they lock him up. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. The only way Donald Trump doesn't get elected president is if they lock him up. And they're going to try it. This is like the last ditch effort by the Democrats mm-hmm. to arrest Donald Trump. And if it don't work, he'll be he'll be reelected. Nah, the only way that he not gonna get reelected, I don't think, and I personally don't think he's gonna re- get reelected. Run again? But I I don't think he get, he would get reelected regardless. But um, just to entertain the conversation, I think the only way he's gonna uh, not get reelected is um, if Joe Biden does this thing that he says he's gonna do with the student loans. That's gonna man, change. Man, ain't nobody gonna reelect Joe Biden, man. Bro, if he does student, if he gets no. the student loan, bro, you don't. The conversations that I'm having with you know college students that have debt Hundreds. out the wazoo, right. you know what I mean? Um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, 70, 80, 80 bands in, in student debt that they've been deferring for years. Um, that's gonna bring a whole new enthusiasm to uh, mm. going to vote for Joe Biden. You might be some people that go across the aisle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Dang. You never know. If he can make a promise, if he can say, hey, 
I've got all this stuff written up right now and it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it can't happen unless I'm reelected. Like he could use this shit against the American people. Nah, he got to do it before he get reelected because we don't we don't we don't operate like that. We but, already know he been you know he but, haven't done nothing. But so if far. he do it before he gets reelected, then we don't got to reelect him because he already did it. But that's the reason to reelect him. You're like, mm-hmm. yo, if he did this in four years, what could he do with eight more years? Right. If he's still alive. Mm. <laughs> you gotta add that in. You, you gotta put Joe. You gotta put Joe Biden's next uh, term with an asterisk, if not dead. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, Joe Biden, bro. I don't know what's up with that dude, bro. He's getting more and more strange as time mm-hmm. goes on. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah, and and when you listen to him, he'll be like, and it's it's a strange time, especially with the student loans. And everybody's got to figure it out. And everybody knows what's going on. And everybody's got to scream and shout. I just want to put my hands up and shout, you know? I just want to do it. And you'd be like, this guy doesn't know where the fuck he is. Like, I got I got a half a million dollars in loans, motherfucker. Make it make sense. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Mister, Mister. Thank you, Joe. Hunter Biden be Hunter Biden be going crazy on the uh, bruh. Yeah, Hunter Biden, right? Hunter Biden, right now, somewhere in America, Hunter Biden is somewhere smoking crack, getting high, high, high. Yeah, he's getting getting mad at his dad and smoking crack and recording it too. Yeah, he recording the crack smoking. Too. <laughs> this nigga's like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> smoking hot rocks. <laughs> using using our taxpayer money to smoke crack. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yo, Joe, man, tell your son to stop smoking crack, bro. Yeah, I'm pay for like four or five rehab stints for Hunter Biden. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's ridiculous, bro. People mm-hmm. in power, you gotta you gotta have some control of your kids, man. Yeah, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they I feel like what's going on now. I seen somebody uh, recently. They was bragging on the fact that they had a booster shot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that is the most soup. That's the most liberal thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You got to be super liberal to still be getting the booster shots. Yeah, people still getting, uh, still getting vaccines is wild. Yeah, that's wild, bro. You know that shit don't work, man. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was played out. And then, uh, you know, was talking yesterday, and um, Desmond's friend Leslie, she was saying like, she she got to get one for work. Yeah, she didn't want to get it. Yeah, that's fucked like, up. What? This is I thought this was over. Yeah, you can't you can't keep forcing motherfuckers to get that shit, man. And yeah. you know, here's a crazy thing though. Here's a crazy thing. People will call you anti-vax, which I'm not anti-vax. I just want to know if that shit said if you get this vax, you will not get COVID. Okay, it's worth taking, right? It's mm-hmm. worth taking at that point. But here's the problem: you want niggas to take a vaccine. Check this out, Keith. You want niggas to take a vaccine that doesn't work. And the companies affiliated with the vaccine have had multiple lawsuits because they gave niggas cancer, mm-hmm. right? They gave people cancer and illnesses from other products. Mm-hmm. And you know these companies are? Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer. Like, yeah. the, and these motherfuckers have made people sick. And we supposed to keep trusting y'all? Yeah. You've been getting niggas sick for, for generations. That's not how trust work. No. Yeah. If look, if I kept slapping you in the face over and over and I said, Hey, trust me, I'm not gonna slap you in the face, you'd be like, Nigga, I don't trust you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 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 That's all Pfizer and Moderna and all these companies doing. Mm-hmm. It's it, the branding is no different than Nike and Reebok. You know, they just want your money. Mm-hmm. And and the money I feel and I'm gonna just say it. 
I think the money that the government lost on them PPP loans, they recouped that shit with the vaccines. Mm. They recouped them, man. Mm-hmm. You see how fast the vaccines came out? That PPP loan money went out. People was out here, you know. They knew they wouldn't get that money they, back. They knew they wouldn't get that money back. They knew it. Especially how fast they was giving it out. Man, and it was crazy is, is how stupid these kids were. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a pandemic, you out there and you 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 getting Gucci and all these clothes and chains. You getting chains mm-hmm. and we in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And you ain't even got nobody you could floss out there to. Ain't cause people is in the house. It's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Niggas you know? on Instagram live, stunned. They turned a pandemic into a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. I was gonna wear this to the club, but they don't got clubs open right now. Hey, clubs ain't open right now, but we out here getting it, bro. <laughs> the dumbest thing I see people do, and I've seen them do it on social media, they have a bunch of money in their hand or take a picture of it, whatever. And I'll be like, I'll be thinking like, dude, if that money did not come from a legal place, you're fucked. Yeah. Because here's the funny thing: when you post something on social media and you delete it, it never got deleted. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like either somebody could have screenshotted it. Or Instagram or Facebook still has the rights to keep that file. So if you get investigated by the police, they could release that you had money. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg get along with the government. He doesn't, but you can still get in trouble for it because people like the thing about it, bro. Um, even with um, with Brett Favre, mm-hmm. he has text messages from 2017. And when and you could delete these messages or whatever, but when AT and T or Verizon, when you're under investigation, they got a transcript like this big of yeah. all your messages, yeah. all of them. I feel like that's an invasion of privacy. But what I'm saying is that Mark Zuckerberg is the type of person that'd be like, um, he, somebody could be under investigation for you know fraud or whatever the case yeah. may be, or running a freaking uh, ring of prostitutes or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be and they'd be like hey mark zuckerberg we need those those dms we need the locations mm-hmm. and all that and he'd be like nah i'm okay yeah he, yeah he, that's true he's got yeah. the power to say that ah, because well. he'd be in them senate meetings like uh just like talking over their heads actually the the privacy situation that we had the terms of an agreement is actually <laughs> built to uh to to bring people together <laughs> the facebook the instagram the algorithm is only meant to to bring people together He'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) this nigga brainwashed himself. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg, he'll convince you too. (laughs) See, what we do is in the meta world is actually it's it's a world that's crafted in order to bring people closer together. (laughs) And when when you interlock these different people and you bring them inside there, there won't be very many. Um, uh, disturbances or privacy issues based on the fact that the algorithm, the algorithm is bringing everyone closer together. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, we just asked for transcripts. <laughs> basically, the algorithm is not going to allow me to give you the transcript because he would be like, oh my God. I'm sorry, Mr. Budenheimer. Uh, if you would look at the, the privacy policies that, that we put forth, um, um, uh, Facebook is just to bring people together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That'll be oh we gotta clip this up and put it on there. <laughs> I guarantee you, Zuckerberg, we're not gonna get one view on it. <laughs> He's gonna push back on this shit. <laughs> oh man, because it's considered a like meta, right? Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Man. I was listening to his uh his podcast with Joe Rogan, and oh, he, I didn't he, I didn't see it. It's recent, like like yeah. a week or two ago. 
Yeah, yeah. He be nerding out on there. Joe Rogan be super interested. In yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan be fucking with him, too, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, the way you drink water is just weird, man. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> He's like, man, like, I seen you drink water, man. It just didn't look real. <laughs> you didn't even drink it, man. You just took a sip and put it down. He's like, no, you want me to drink water? Is that what you want me to do? He's like, he had drink it and be like, the privacy, the privacy <laughs> the policy privacy. on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, talking to him, my he literally is like this nigga is like the real life terms and agreements for Facebook. <laughs> He'll be on a date like she'll be like, so what do you do for fun? Uh yeah, the meta world brings everyone closer together. And you know, as a conglomerate, if we work and in, in, in interlock that world and together, <laughs> that the possibilities are endless. I mean, like, what do you do for a hobby? Um, the terms and agreements. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> He can't even get no pussy, man. He'll be having sex like, oh, the terms and agreements feel so good. Oh, oh. <laughs> Actually, if it wasn't for Facebook, we would never ever ever had this opportunity to have sex. <laughs> that should be true sometimes. <laughs> oh man, that should be really true, man. Some people, I'm, I wonder how many people have had sex based off of Facebook. I'm, pre- it's probably millions. Oh man, somebody Mo- should be thinking Mark Zuckerberg. In the next, okay, check this out. Like, in the next, in the next 40, 50 years, there's gonna be two elderly people talking, and then they're gonna be like, Grandma, how'd you meet daddy? Well, one day back in 2022, (laughs) your mom went and she liked my post, and uh, she hearted the post, and I inboxed her, I inboxed her an eggplant emoji. I'm dead. And she she inboxed me a kissy emoji. We, um, and we met over at the at the Howard Johnson Hotel. The Howard Johnson. And went and had a good old time. <laughs> That's a wild hotel. Your grandma sure did have some wet pussy. She, <laughs> sure she used to. It's, does, it's not as quite as wet anymore. Yeah, she's not. She's uh, definitely dried up a little bit. But yeah, that's your grandmother. She sure didn't know how to twerk back in those days. <laughs> she wasn't made the stallion, but she sure knew how to twerk. <laughs> that's the kind. Co- hey, you think about it, yo. We're gonna be the most fucked up generation of people with all the tattoos and the, mm-hmm. and the ear stretchings and the BBLs. These girls have no idea how they're gonna look at seventy with a BBL. You gotta eat. You gonna have a BBL from twenty twenty two in your booty at seventy years old? Yeah, that motherfucker gonna be slipping down your leg, man. Yeah, your shape should also start to look a little different the older you get. Yeah, you gonna be you gonna have saggy skin and a fat ass. That yeah. ain't gonna look right. You gonna be you gonna be eighty years old with twenty one year old titties. <laughs> That's wild, yo. I think a lot of people don't consider like they like in the moment they want to get these things done, but in the long they don't they don't have the foresight to see what it's gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, man. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and move forward. Man, uh, switching gears. Fifty Cent, um, Fifty Cent is suing a plastic surgeon uh, for putting out some false information about him. Um, Fifty Cent sues Med Spa. I didn't get a penis procedure, dickhead. <laughs> End quote. Um, uh, Fifty Cent says innocent photo he took with a surgeon is being used to falsely imply he's a plastic surgery client who had a penis enhancement procedure. And now he's suing. 
Uh, 50 is suing plastic surgeon Angela Kogan and her business perfection plastic surgery and med spa claiming they took a circulating an old photo of them together making it look like he needed to go under the knife for penis enhancement. According to the lawsuit obtained by TMZ, 50 Cent says he took a pic with uh, Dr. Kogan back in February of 2020. Wow. Because he thought she was a fan. And he says ever since, ever since, Kogan and her companies have used the photo to pimp their products. Well, that's fucked up. 50 Cent uh, claims it started off with Kogan and her companies using the photo on social media to promote their plastic surgery clinics. But he says things took a disturbing turn in August when the Shade Room did a story with Kogan about the rise of male sexual enhancement procedures and used the pick. The In The Club rapper says the image pops up anytime the article is posted or shared online. And he claims the Im- implication is he went underwent a penis enhancement procedure. Um, and there's some people in there. Some people replied in the messages. Did he call and book under 50 Cent or Curtis Jackson? Always wonder about things like that. And then the place responded. They just la- put a laugh button. They didn't even say nothing. <laughs> Says, I'm nosy. What'd he get? And then they didn't even respond. They just put a kissy face. Wow. So they knew what they were doing. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. But I will say this. I will say this. In the future, men going to have to get male enhancement. Like uh, They're going to have to get the surgeries. Because all these girls getting BBLs, like, ain't nobody going to have enough dick no more to be fucking these girls, man. They got too much ass now. Yeah. That's you know, facts. You're gonna have to go to this, you're gonna have to go under the knife and get a couple more inches, man. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but uh what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that's fucked up. Uh-huh. It's like that's why a lot of celebrities probably are kind of uh not too quick to take photos with strangers because they could use your photo as leverage for something they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like imagine you take a picture with Dr. Dre. People, I've seen people do this shit before. Actually, they'll take a picture around someone or with someone, and then they'll put a like a yeah, man, he a, he's a great guy, he's a really cool dude, and he loves my music, man. Check out my new album, and it's mm-hmm. like, bro, that nigga ain't even heard your music, and if he did, he probably wouldn't like it. No, that's facts. And, and you're using a picture music. of him for clout mm-hmm. to pr- to push your product, and you don't even have them in on it. That's a horrible. That's a that's a that's an integrity problem. I don't blame Fifty Cent for suing. 50 Cent's not suing for the fact that he, you know, is uh, like, you know, uh, doesn't want to be affiliated with the penis surgery. He didn't really get it. So if he didn't get it, then why the they're using fuck? his name to promote the business. Yeah, that's fucked up. Somebody might be sitting at home like, dang, 50 Cent got that dick surgery. I'm about to go get one, too. Yeah, I'm about, I, he, that people going to be laying down. They'll be like, so what would you like to, hey, let me get that 50. Yeah. Get dick or die trying. <laughs> Get dick or die trying. <laughs> if I can't do it, can't be done. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, I, I, I'm there. You know, sometimes, sometimes as a uh, non-famous human being, right. I like to think about situations. You know, kind of, you know, to to sort of. Um, I guess be prepared for situations. And you know, these are these are like important things to note because like you said some people like to um to use your likeness and 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 promote their business with that. That's not not okay. knowing that I get paid, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars to be on different advertisements and stuff 100%. like that. We just talked about Matthew Stafford being on the Little Caesars, yeah, Little Caesars. commercial, so I'm sure he got, you know, you know, probably some M's to be on, on that commercial. hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's also true that even us with our platform, that's not massive. 
I've had some people that have, and, and I'm not trying to be a dick in any way. I, I don't think that we're just, oh, this this great people. <clears throat> but I'll say this. I've had people say, hey, man, I need to come on a podcast. I need to talk about this business and this and this and that. And, and I'm just thinking like, bro, that's not how it works. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't solicit whatever product you're trying to sell and come on our platform and do that. And we would never try to do that with someone else. Because People it's just be it's twisted. It's not the way that you do business. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to allow the other person to organically gravitate to whatever you're doing. Yeah. So if you're let's say you're doing a podcast and fifty cent comes out of nowhere, like, hey man, you guys are great. I like what you're doing. Right? We'd be like, Hey man, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Right. And as the conversation went on and we probe them, they'll be like, Hey, would you like to come on as a guest? But it has to work that way. Mm-hmm. It can't work as I take a picture with this person and now I'm using them and I'm plastering them all over my ads to, you know, push out a penis surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need 50 cent to push out a penis surgery. I'm being honest. I think that there are a lot of men who are already insecure about the size of their penis. Yeah. I think you got enough men that are insecure about the size of their penis. You don't need 50 cent on there to do that. That's the thing. If you put this surgery out there and you and you said, hey, we're doing this, or you could get two more inches, or you could get three more inches, you could get uh, more girth, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you put that information out there, that is enough to get men to get the surgery. Mm-hmm. You know how many married women would be like, hey, babe, you hear about that surgery they got now? Dang. I'm sure it's, I, look, I'm telling you, you know how many, it's, I know some married women out there that went and got BBLs. So if, mm-hmm. if the other thing was available, they'd be like, hey, babe, you should try it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to cheat anymore if you get it. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up, but it's, it's the reality, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Like, um, A lot of people don't really do their research. Right. A lot of people aren't really familiar with, uh, you know, there's this book called like the 22 Immutable laws of marketing and there's one also on branding branding and um what you what you see a lot of times is companies that are just operating from a, a space of like oh this looks cool like oh what if we have 50 cent as our mm. you know our ambassador for our, our thing not realizing that there's a whole different avenue you can take that is like probably probably that looks better um and is more effective um because like you said, actually leaning on what what the actual um, company can do for you in terms of like helping people that are coming up short and, you know, in a in a package. I think that's way more effective than having 50 cent on there because yeah. it just it just and, it, and it's not even like it's not even it's just a picture that they took together. You know what I that's mean? What it ain't even ridiculous. like 50 cent in, you know, whatever, like pose or, you know, how like in Bakersfield, we got these uh, the Euphoria company or whatever. Oh, it's called. man, they're all over the place. Yeah. But you have like the tattoo removals and the booty and stuff yeah. like that. But they're like they look like advertisements. Right. If you just take a picture with 50 cent, like that don't look like you. He's like it doesn't necessarily le- mean he's like using your company, and just, but it implies he's a happy customer. Yeah, exactly. That, that's where our brain goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, Fifty Cent got the dick surgery. Oh shit, I should yeah. get it. Yeah, exactly. The, you yeah. know, and I'll say this: we talk about th- there is a pandemic of women getting BBLs. It is like a real mm-hmm. epidemic of women getting BBLs, and mm-hmm. they're getting bad ones where they don't even look good, right? Mm-hmm. But there is also a lot of men getting hair transplants, record numbers. Mm-hmm. There's also men that are, I guarantee you, that are going to be getting. First, the thing is, the thing is, is that like women will get a BBL and you could see it, right? Mm-hmm. 
But you, but women can't see how big our penises are. Mm-hmm. So we have an advantage in the fact that there's going to be a lot of men getting these penis procedures, mm-hmm. and women even aren't going to know it. Mm-hmm. They're just going to like pull some dude's pants down, and he's going to have a fucking huge hog, and they're just going to think it's his. Mm-hmm. You know. But I don't know. Who knows what the surgery does? Maybe it might make it crooked. Make it crooked. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, this is like a you know, women mm-hmm. will probably find a way to find out. Mm-hmm. Like if this much of it is hard and then the rest of it's just hanging down, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, that's a that's a DBL." I know that's that. a DB. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, we got we got to do better, man. It's just like um, you know, using fifty cents to sell your your penis enlargements is not cool, and you know, rightfully so. I hope we get some M's out of this uh, lawsuit. You know, and not teach people a lesson to stop doing this nonsense. Yeah, don't do this. And this it, like, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but good. like you said, we we know people, and we just talked about it before the podcast. That was kind of using people's likeness in the same way to sell, uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. sell, but act like they're more famous or act like they're hanging around famous yeah. people. Um, you know, pulling up to you know rappers and you know guys like YG and being like yo what's good YG and then he YG just walking by getting a hamburger from the local burger spot. Yeah he's just not interested in anything <clears throat> you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I think the, the thing about it man is that if your vibe and your energy as a person is not interesting enough to someone and they're not gravitating to you then move on. Mm-hmm. Right with 50 Cent you need to ask him for permission and not only ask him for permission if you're a business owner you need to get it in writing. You say, hey, 50 Cent, I have a thing. I just want to get it in writing that we can use your likeness to promote this penis enhancement. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you can be sued for that. You know, I will say, I will, admittedly, I don't think we did that intentionally. That wasn't my goal. Mm-hmm. But um, people kind of felt a similar way. So just to, to put it on the table, mm-hmm. when we had the uh, podcast after DJ show with TK Kirkland, mm-hmm. we just took a picture of him and we, mm-hmm. um, we talked about the show, yeah. um, but we didn't necessarily like... I don't think, at least from my perspective, it wasn't like, "Hey, T.K. Kirkland was on our podcast." Yeah, um, somebody, the people that like they had it, they implied or yeah, they, they thought. thought that that. But that, I think that's more ignorance on their part because yeah. we didn't say like get, it didn't say featuring T.K. Exactly. Kirkland or it didn't. You know, I think the podcast name was like "Who Raised You," so yeah. it wasn't even like you know we wasn't that wasn't the uh, our no. intention at all. But I mean, but I think it's okay to use it as a thumbnail. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, if you use it as a thumbnail. And first of all, we're not, we don't make cheap content. We, we've we been doing this a long time and we don't, it's not even in our personalities to like use clickbait to get you to listen. Yeah. You know, we pick, we pick, sometimes we pick not very flattering pictures as our, you know, thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, but we chose to pick a picture that we actually um, experience a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. um, giving like a fucking hour set of hour of content mm-hmm. and we he said hey I'm giving free pictures I'm like hey well he's giving free pictures let's just use this as a thumbnail Keith was like I'm, I'm on board mm-hmm. so yeah but I, I just I, I don't know I think we would do it again I, if I, let's say I seen Kid Cudi and we had an interaction that probably lasted 10 minutes mm-hmm. and we talked or laughed or we noticed something and I'd be like hey man you know, I don't want to. I don't want to bother you. It's okay if me, you know me and my co-hosts get a photo. Be like for sure, man, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And we take a picture. We can talk about that interaction. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the show. We create content. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ain't no reason to um, be ashamed of. Like, unless you intentionally trying to do that stuff. That's weird. But, yeah, that's weird. You know. 
if it's just like or like you said organic or you know we we really had these interactions and that should be cool yeah and not only that if you ask if you ask in a respectful way and you don't force it on people because you got to mm-hmm. understand if you're dealing with anybody that does take pictures or you know if you're dealing with anybody that has a massive platform it's not the first fucking time they mm-hmm. they got a picture mm-hmm. for the most part if they're vibrant you'd be like hey man I respect your time. Do you have any time to take a photo? Yeah. And he's like, ah, I got to go. I'll be like, hey, man, God bless you. You have a good day. But you know what I, you know what I realized? And kind of going back to that point where we've seen the the people like, yo, I'm hanging out. Like, we literally seen a guy like walk by August Alcina at the BT. Oh, and my like, God. Yo, August Alcino, my guy was uh, like, August Alcino, my guy was good. And um, they put in the caption like yo, he was a cool just, dude or whatever. Yeah, I guess I've seen is, is cool. Like you know, what I'm saying, what's up, bro? Or whatever the case may be, um, all that is fine. But like, talent is gonna get you in real spaces. A hundred percent. When you pull out your phone as a man and start recording <laughs> another man, that's also a fucking mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you doing, <clears throat> grown man? Doing that? Don't do I, that. I would say I I have got videos like that, but not in a way where it, not in a way where uh. I'm acting like it's something that it's not. Exactly. Yeah. I'm talking about well, they'll t- they'll have it like in selfie mode. Oh, I got you. And yeah. they'll be like, "Yo, my guy right here, bro. He a real one." He, yeah, exactly. He it's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, you don't exactly. have any relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. New heat coming soon. Like, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see that a lot on social media. Mm-hmm. For any of those that might catch it, you caught it. Okay, all right, stop yeah. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. stop doing it. All right, switching gears. Uh, unfortunate, fun, very unfortunate news. Uh, rapper PNB Rock. Uh, recently, PNB Rock was gunned down in Los Angeles um, at a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and I have the story right here. Uh, PNB Rock dead at thirty after shooting at Roscoe's. Uh, rapper PNB Rock has died after he was shot while eating at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles with his girlfriend, the selfish rapper with the song "I'm Selfish." They okay. make sure they probably should have used like a different song, but they put it in quote. But they did the same thing with the in the club rapper Fifty Cent. I guess for people that doesn't that don't know who Fifty Cent is, yeah. But I'm just saying, like the, when you read it, the selfish rapper, it just sounds like they're calling him calling him selfish. Yeah. yeah, but this is this is TMZ though. They're mm-hmm. not there. There's a bunch of uh, people with mental illness working. There. <laughs> All right. A rapper was pronounced dead at, I love that song, by the way, was dead at L.A. area hospital Monday where he was rushed just minutes after the shooting. Uh, TMZ broke the story. PNB Rock was shot uh, Monday afternoon while dining with his girlfriend and and mother of his child, IG model Steph Siborna Hong. Uh, I assume she's Asian. Um, at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles restaurant. A source connected to the restaurant tells us the shooter appeared to have Targeted PNB in a robbery. He posted video of himself wearing expensive jewelry earlier in the day. Uh, the suspect is still on the loose. Uh, we're told there's surveillance video that may help the police identify him. PNB moved to LA from Philadelphia after signing a record deal with Atlantic Records following his 2014 debut mixtape. His stage name refers to a street corner in the Philly neighborhood where he grew up. Um, Pastorus and Bainton, whatever. I guess that's just the street. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, PNB Rock has collaborated artists Ed Sheeran, Chance the Rapper, Wiz Khalifa, Two Chains, Kodak Black, Young Thug, and Boogie with a Hoodie. Um, yeah, this is a very unfortunate thing, but there's a lot to unpack here. Um, one of the things that had happened is his girlfriend was getting a lot of blame, um, and she was getting some blame based on the fact that um, she had posted a picture of them at uh, of, of no, she didn't post a picture of them. She posted a picture 
of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and there was a geotag connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, yo, she got him killed. She should have not posted that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's what got him killed. I think that probably what got him killed, one, is the area, first of all, and the fact that people can't find a job besides being a fucking criminal. Um, that's really, that's one of them. Uh, another one is, I think, as as people, especially as partners of one another, you need to have better social awareness. If a woman is dating a rapper, right, she needs to do a better job of protecting that man. And the reason why I say that is this. And I'm not saying that's what she did. But you got to understand, you have to move like a valuable person. So you can't just be in the middle of a poverty-stricken area that has a lot of crime. And you're posting. And they know that you're his girlfriend and you're posting Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles with a geotag. You have low social awareness. And this isn't the first time she had to be told, like, hey, you know. Hey, this is not safe here, you know, or whatever the case. Still can't blame her for this, but I will say you need to have better awareness, not only for yourself, but for your partner. Mm -hmm. And on his end, and I'm not trying to blame him for his own death, you have to have more awareness than to be in a poverty stricken area with a lot of a lot of gang violence Mm -hmm. with all of your jury on. Mm -hmm. It's just not a smart move. It's just not smart. I said the same thing about Young Dolph, even Young Dolph just being in his area getting cookies. You can't move like this anymore, man. The moment you became successful, you became a villain. You became a marked man because mm-hmm. people are jealous. They're poor. And they're li- and you're literally right next to them wearing, you got more money around your neck and on your fingers than they have made in their whole life. Yeah. And you are you're food to them. And it's fucked up, but you're food to them, man. And mm. you can't be around these people. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Nipsey proved it. Nipsey was trying to better his area. He had a whole little a whole little shopping center there. They shot him right in front of it. Mm-hmm. Young Dolph went to a local place to get cookies. Shot him right in front of the cookie place. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. PNB Rock shot in Roscoe's chicken waffles. The, it's the it's just a common theme. Um, uh, uh, XXX Tentacion. He was going to get jewelry. I think he was going to get. I think he's at a car lot. He's at a car lot or something. Mm-hmm. He got followed and get got shot. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand, you have to have more social awareness. People are evil. They look at you as they come up. Mm-hmm. I think that what you need to do is you have to use your money as a wedge between you and evil. You have to be in a space where no one knows what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. You cannot be dating these IG models that are so wide-eyed and googly-eyed over everything, and they want to show you their lifestyle and who they're dating and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You need a regular woman, man. I know Mm -hmm. it's hard to have that when you got money, but even if you you got it, you got to set the boundary. Hey, I don't want you posting this shit. When you're with me, we're not. You could post it later. You could take pictures there, but you better post it when we leave at least. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, I, I don't know what women need to hear this, but um, we need to be protected, too. And I'm not just saying protected, you know, emotionally, but, like, protected from harm. Ladies, if you see somebody that could be of danger to your boyfriend, grab him by his arm and say, hey, baby, we need to get out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't have him right in the middle of the motherfucking danger and you're doing things to make it worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I hate to say this, and it's so soon afterwards, but I, I just have to be transparent. And it's we just as a as just as people, we have to do a better job of recognizing 
how we could we could minimize or mitigate the risk of being robbed or shot or put in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. No, everything you said was was facts, man. I think the thing that I lean on when when I'm thinking about this situation is how exhausting it is to be like a part of this culture. Oh my god! You know the gang culture, the the so the criminal culture, and, right? You know, um, you know, just the just the uh, the va- like uh, the value. I think Kendrick Lamar had a line where he's like, "How much does a dollar really cost?" Right, and it's like this idea that um, that the chain or whatever he was wearing or the jewelry and, and I don't and I don't know all the details as far as like what he was wearing or what he had on or what right. you know what type of money he had but that whatever that was in terms of the people that shot him and killed him was more valuable than his life yes yeah, right more valuable than him being a um a boyfriend more valuable than him being a father all these different things um, and I'm sure like, you know, a, a provider for people around him in terms of his manager and maybe some producers that he might have put on right. and all these different things. It's just it's it's just so sad, man. Yeah. And I understand all the conversation around, um, you know, being in the right place and, you know, why was he there? Why didn't he have security? Right. Right. All these different things. But I, I just. Um, that is a conversation, but my conversation is like, mm-hmm. I don't even want that conversation intertwined with this mm-hmm. because it almost absolves like the people that did the wrong. Oh no. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we just live in a, a way where it just seems like, um, instead of a person, you know, uh, going to get it in a, in a, in a, uh, honest way, right. it's like, oh, it's just easy to come up on this. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a thing like. Kendrick Lamar talks about it in one of his songs. Um, I think he was talking about the BET Awards, how, like, you know, some of his his homies is looking at the artists that's coming down from Atlanta and Florida and New York. They looking at them as, like, licks. Like, oh, these niggas, it's, it's All-Star Weekend or it's, yeah. it's BET Awards or it's whatever weekend. It's, it's, it's time to come up on a lot of these rappers. Like, I, you know, it's so many videos where um, gang members is uh, – stopping cars in the middle of the street and all these different things and yeah. pressing rappers and all these things or chains getting passed around the industry and they making YouTube videos about it. It's like, oh, I'm so I'm just so sick of this culture, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so exhausting. And um I keep going back to Kendrick Lamar, but he has that freestyle that the heart part five and he's talking about culture. Like like what we call culture is really just like trauma. It's trauma, yeah. And pain that we that we um un unattended to. Yeah. And we passing that off as like culture. It's like, I think what's fucked up too is when you when you are from these underserved areas where and it's been proven, anywhere there is, you know, underserved community that doesn't have access to things, there will be crime. This is in mm-hmm. any place. Yeah. And what happens is is when a child is growing up in that element. Um, they don't have the foresight to see. I could be a doctor. I could be a lawyer. I could be this. I could be that. But they they grow up in these gang infested communities, and as time goes on, they normalize all this shit that's actually trauma. It's dysfunction and trauma, and they appropriate it. And when they see a P and B rock at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, they're like, "Man, I know damn well he ain't there with no security too. We gotta come up, and they will kill you." They will rob you in front of people, in front of kids. It doesn't matter to them. And guess what they'll do? They'll go tell you a story about it. I, my cousin was. That's uh, crazy. My cousin was. I'm not going to tell that story. I'll tell you later. 
if you've ever sat there and listened to people that are that are like old gang members or whatever the case, mm-hmm. they got a lot of stories to tell about the fights they got in or who they were shooting at or when they were mm-hmm. selling drugs or when they was running mm-hmm. the streets. And you got to understand, they'll have those stories and they may not be 100% proud of them as they get older, but while they're in the midst of doing it, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, they was like, oh, you should have seen him, man. He was scared, man. We did this and that. And this is why I say the gangs are not for grown men. They are for misguided youths. They are not meant for grown adults to run around. So that's the that's kind of the problem I have with some of the people that, that, that still be repping the gang. Like, I got nothing against YG as a man. The only thing I got against YG is the, you know, we have this flamed up with all the red on. Like, bro, you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You're a successful artist. And the fact that you have so much reach and it's reaching out to people, but it's reaching out and it's still highlighting negative shit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Snoop Dogg, I got love for Snoop Dogg, but the cripping shit, man, you're a grown man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is the part of the culture that I hate so much. And that if I was to say this out loud, it would be, it would be people mad at me. It was a, um, it was Quando Rondo. He was uh, I was telling you about it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Where he uh, basically was like, I don't want to be on Rolling Sixties no more. Like I'm just a regular guy out here. I'm I'm kind of done with the the game banging and stuff like that. And um, Jay and Stone, Jay Stone uh, was like, No, you can't. You got to get put off. Like you got to you got to come catch your fade and all this internet. Like you know, in a disrespectful way. Like you're an internet game banger, anyways. All these different things. Yeah. Um, and that's like it's, it's, it's so crazy. Like, and I don't think he. Di- I don't know why he said that. I don't know why Quando Rondo said that. But to think that um, maybe if his intentions were to like better his life, like I don't want to be a mm-hmm. part of this gang anymore. I just want to live a regular life, which is not even really an option once you in it. Like, you it's, in it. it's really blood in, blood out. Yeah. But um, especially when you were part of like killing, you know, you yeah, you, you were in the vicinity of you know when King Von got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, to 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 the average person, I would think they'd be like, "Oh, like that's like good for him. He's like he's mm-hmm. putting down his flag. He's not gangbanging anymore." But then you have like this uh this toxic behavior in terms of, in terms of like gang and gang members, where it's like, "No, nah, that, that's not how it works." And like, Jay Stone, you the same one that lost your best friend Nipsey right in front of his own store. Mm-hmm. And he and and by the way, why do you have allegiance to a gang where a gang member in the same gang killed Nipsey? Mm-hmm. So another Rolling Sixties Crip killed Nipsey. This is not a fraternity. It's a bunch of niggas that got jealous. And you could y'all could all be Rolling Sixties Crips, cool. But when one of y'all successful, it's gonna be thirty of them that's hating. Mm-hmm. And now you got to go back to the same place where you're trying to better it. But they think like, man, he over here trying to show us up. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He think he's somebody. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is the the same the same like attitude that Jay Stone had. When he said, oh, you got to go get put off. You can't just be out the gang. That's the same pride Nipsey had when he thought he could stand out in front of his store. It's the same pride that, that he had. And people, if I was to say that's the same pride that got him killed, they would say, oh, man, you can't say shit like that. Mm-hmm. I can't say things like that, but I kind of can. Because when you think that you could be that successful and be there, do you see Jay-Z in the middle of the Marcy Projects? No, you don't. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you don't see Jay-Z in the middle of Marcy Projects. Because he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Brilliant Idiots, and, and um, Charlemagne said something that was hand, that said to him. And he said, you got to move like you're important. Mm-hmm. You got to move like you're important. You cannot be around, and, it, and it's fucked up to say this, but you cannot be around the same people you grew up with when you grew up doing the wrong stuff. 
Yeah, Jay Z had a line, uh, and it was around the time he was beefing with like Jim Jones and Dipset and stuff like yeah. that. He was like, "I don't be in the projects all day talking about how I be in a pro. I'm be in a project hallways talking about how I be in the projects all day. That sounds stupid to me. If this is a, if you a gangster, this is how you prove it to me." And um, it just kind of pointed to that idea of like, you know, even back, you know, and this mm-hmm. was years ago, maybe like 2010s or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he, um, he, he, he understood like I, I'm too, like you said, I'm too important mm-hmm. to be in in the hood like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's like, uh, and even hearing like some of the the people that are familiar with uh, L.A. or they got relationships with people in L.A. And they're like, yo, like, why would he go to that 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 uh, Roscoe's? And I, you know, I'm from LA. I don't even go over there. That's just not um, the, no. It's just like it's like it's food. <laughs> it's food, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and it just I sucks should be able to we... sit down and eat without getting shot. It speaks volumes of this area, though. It speaks volumes of the area where you guys are doing so bad that you literally sitting outside of a Roscoe's chicken and waffles waiting for a fucking celebrity to show up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's terrible. But multiple things are true, though, Keith. Multiple things are true. It's fucked up that they're saying, why would you go eat at that place? They're from L.A., but they know how sick the culture is. So that's what makes them have a valid point. Mm -hmm. But the fucked up thing that makes them invalid is the fact that it's almost like it sounds like you're absolving the people that do this Mm -hmm. shit. Where in turn, it's like okay to recognize how bad they are, but it's fucked up when you can't even go have chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I I I feel for PNB man, and I think if he was to do it all over again, he wouldn't even be sitting in that place. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be sitting there, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that she would be taking pictures of her phone to the Roscoe's, even though it was innocent. It's yeah. innocent to take pictures of waffles. It's innocent. The to whole tag. situation was innocent. I'm it's going to innocent. get food. The food, chicken and waffles from Roscoe's is fire. But here's the problem with innocence, though, and I think we know this. The unfortunate thing about innocence is it will, it will get you crushed. Yeah. It's just like an innocent child. be aware out here. It's, a, it's an innocent child, and I, and I hate to say this, and I know this is going to sound bad. We, we definitely not clipping this up, but if you're an innocent child and you're going down the street, somewhere in America, there's a pedophile watching that kid. Mm-hmm. An innocent child, and there's a pedophile watching them. The same way that if you are a rich millionaire and you go to eat Chicken and waffles and mind your business. There is a motherfucker that has killed 30 people and he is watching you. You have to be aware. The best way, I say this is for everybody. The best way to move is with love in your heart, but recognizing the evils. Mm -hmm. When you can recognize the evils, you tend to move a little bit different. Yeah. Right? Like, I was talking to Keith earlier about, like, uh, you know, visiting L.A. You know, if if there's, you know, a place we want to go, if there's a concert, you need to know where you are. Based on the fact that if you got the wrong hat on, you fucked. If I was to wear a Seattle Mariners hat in L.A., that's the wrong hat. Mm-hmm. They're they going to think you from the rolling 60s because that's the rolling 60s hat. Mm-hmm. If you wear another hat, they'd be like, oh, no, you can't wear that hat. And it's like, you've totally changed what these logos mean. Yeah. And you, you don't even watch baseball. Here's the scary. Here, you want to you know the saddest thing and the most. And I'm, I just got to keep it above. You know, the most pitiful thing about gangbanging. I, and yes, I said pitiful. Bloods, Crips, pitiful. You know, the most pitiful thing about game banging is they are fighting and killing each other over shit that's borrowed. You got, oh, you can't wear that hat. Nigga, you don't own the Seattle Mariners. Mm -hmm. But I can't wear this hat in your hood. Oh, I can't go to your hood. You mean the same hood that you own no equity in? You don't own one house. You don't own no property. But you're willing to die over a street corner? 
Game banging is dumb. And I, and, and I said this shit before. It is dumb. And you are dying over land and property that is rented to your ass. Mm-hmm. You willing to die over the same streets that the government can literally come in and say, hey, all y'all got to move out. You ain't shooting them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't, you're not a part of no, you're not a part of no community planning meetings. So they could just pop up and say, hey, gang members, y'all got to get off that corner. We about to gentr- we're, about, we're about to gentrify you so bad that you got to move this gang banging somewhere else because you can't even do it here because you ain't got enough money to be here no more. Mm-hmm. But yet, y'all, but yet, like, gang banging is supposed to be glorified. Mm-hmm. Even a gang member will tell you to not join a gang. Mm-hmm. I've never heard Snoop said that, you know, hey, you should be a crip. <laughs> Snoop is just a crip. That's one thing I will say. I don't, I'm not a fan of gang banging at all. Snoop is a crip, but he ain't never told nobody they need to be a crip, mm-hmm. you know? But he's still going to throw his signs up and shit because that's all he knew, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm not going to absolve him of that because I still think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But there's that. Um, but I, I mean, I, we I, we say all that to say that I don't even know if these is like game bangers. Like it, that's not necessarily mm. the information that has has come out yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, he just it's just like it's just it's just a sad situation. Rest in peace to P and B Rock. Yeah. Um, you know, prayers and condolences to his his child, man, to his girlfriend that has to yeah. live with that trauma. I, I I don't know personally, but I have you know uh, close to people that have been in those type of traumatic situations and keeping you up at night, cold sweats, you know, mm-hmm. anxiety. Um, all these different things is like, is, is a real, it's real. So, um, hopefully, you know, she could find some peace, hopefully, you know, maybe, uh, a Lauren London or, you know, Vanessa Bryan or somebody can, you know, uh, lend her, uh, some, some advice or listening or something. I don't know. Some, hopefully, so hopefully she finds some. I would say as men, we got to put our pride to the side. It's not about being scared. It's about being smart and treating yourself with value. When you value yourself as a man and, you, and your your maturity and your and your value as a man will only allow you to be in so many places. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that you craft a world and a space, a safe space where you could take your lady, where you could take your kids, where you could take whoever you need to take with you. So when it, when you go out, everybody's safe. Yeah. I heard uh, Stephen Jackson mention like, this is why I check in, man. When I go to any town, I do this, I check in. That's fucking ignorant. Mm-hmm. I hate that message. That's one thing I hate about the culture is normalizing trauma. You should never have to check in because you go into the ghetto. First of all, why are you going to the ghetto if you're rich? Mm-hmm. To where you got to, and here's the thing. You checking in with who? A gang member? Who are you checking in with? Mm-hmm. And then you checking in with niggas that don't own nothing where you're doing it. <laughs> what are you doing? It's dumb. The idea of checking in is so dumb. And it's like we've appropriated this language in the culture that makes absolutely no fucking sense. I'm not checking in nowhere. I go as I please, where I want to go, and chances are nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten, I'm not going to nobody's hood by choice. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for me in the hood but poverty. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there for me. I have no reason to go there. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. So I just don't understand how when when you reach the apex of success, you need to go down to the hood to get waffles. I have family that's that's in L.A., right? They live in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I ain't going to visit them down there. <laughs> you, you can come out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
You be and it's crazy. You be chilling with your fam out there. You hearing, hearing gunshots. Pop 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 pop. Like this motherfucker that went through. He must have an AK. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, man. Um, but my thoughts and condolences go out. I just, I, I, it, it may at times when you're doing podcasting, it may make you sound like you have a like you you're a little bit insensitive in ways, but it's not that. It's the fact that you have to. It's a very nuanced topic. And you have to cover everything. Mm-hmm. You can't always talk about the things that sound sexy, mm-hmm. right? It's sometimes you got to have conversations that aren't very popular, mm-hmm. right? But uh, switching gears, um, making someone happy isn't real. Um, the reason why I thought about this is because I hear, especially in just in culture in general, people like I want to be with someone that makes me happy, and mm-hmm. you know I want to be happy. People don't understand that happiness is not a permanent, it's not a permanent state. Mm-hmm. Happiness comes and goes. But there, w- what exists in the middle of happiness is important. There's sadness and there's there's happiness, but in the middle there's a neutral, very welcoming, good feeling, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like your happiness comes from other things besides moments. Mm-hmm. Like you could take your wife out to this extravagant dinner and she'll be happy but the next day she'll be bitching at you again mm-hmm. right whereas mm-hmm. if you could take her out and she's happy and the next day instead of her being bitching at you about something she could also choose happiness by stating i really love how he protects me mm-hmm. i really love how he takes care of bills i really love how he keeps the house up around here if you continue to choose happiness through not just these um, these these specific outings or specific things that are being done to you to make you happy. Like I, I gave an analogy earlier to Keith. Happiness should not be paralleled to like me putting a quarter in a arcade machine, right? Mm-hmm. And then w- as soon as your happiness runs out, I got to put another fucking quarter in it. Mm-hmm. Happiness should also come to, at, to at the fact that I exist and that I'm a decent person. So you can never make anyone happy. The mm-hmm. idea of doing that is just... It's too complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, it's also like creating this idea that your happiness is like external is like very disempowering. It is, man. You know, like, um, and this is not even in terms of like romantic relationships. This is just in general. Like this can be um, like a friendship or something like that. Some people have relationships with their with their friends where it's like if my friend doesn't do x y and z then right you know, i they are um they don't make me happy and i need to find new friends right yeah but i i don't know I, I i the thing that i would um primarily speak from is just myself like i have created a life for myself where um i don't need um anything to like uh create happiness for myself right there you go i've built a a a life for myself that it doesn't require much like i could be sometimes i just ride around um especially in bakersfield and i'm just like thank god i got some ac you know what i mean oh my god thank you like it just the just the small things in life like you know uh sometimes um like i gotta watch my niece and there used to be moments where i'd be like oh my god like this is just so frustrating i would rather be uh, I don't writing or making music or something like that. But the last time I went to go um, to watch her, I was just like, just so present. You know right. what I mean? Was hanging out. She was just like 
she was just, you know, talking as much as she talked so much. Um, but, you know, I was just very present. But I'm, I say all that to say, like, it is, um, it is, uh, it is up to me to choose to be happy there in, you in go. these situations. Yes, sir. Because my, my niece is six years old and she is like she, the prototypical six year old, very curious and talks a lot and has these ideas and stories and wants to know uh, about everything and, you know, is intrigued by grownups and all these different things. Um, and there's a version of it where I could just be like, oh, my God, I'm so over this. Like, these kids, oh, they're just so annoying. Or there's a version of it where I could be like, man, this is my niece, and she really is in a pivotal moment in her life where mm -hmm. she's developing and her brain is, you know, developing and she's learning about the world and she's trying to navigate, you know, the world as a six year old and relationships and all these different things. And I could be like very present for her. Um, 100%. But it's just, it's a, it's a, Will Smith had said something in, uh, I think it was one of his, uh, his uh, interview with Elliot Wilson, I believe. And he was like, um, you know, he was talking about his relationship with Jada, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. And he basically said that they had, they had separated for a little bit. And he was like, I can't make you happy. I tried all these things. I've tried to put on these these big extravagant birthday parties and all this. And none of it is working. I can't make you happy. Like, you got to go and find. And I don't want you to bring up August Alsina. But you got to go. You got to go and find how, you know, you can make yourself happy. And at the moment, I didn't really get that. I didn't really understand that that concept. Um, she but was happy. <laughs> but the the more the more that I um you know lived life, I was like, oh, I I completely understand what he's saying. Um, because as as individuals, like you were saying, that feeling is fleeting. Yes. If you if you buy your uh if if your girl's happiness is inside of a uh, a bouquet of flowers, and maybe you get busy one week and you can't you know bring that flowers for her every Monday like you normally do, and she's like, oh my gosh, you're just so useless. Why why am I even dating you? Then it's like you know like that's just not that that thing is not that's that's like a this is just a temporary high it's just a mm -hmm. fix to uh fix an issue that that you can't find and then another thing um omarian has a book called unbothered and he had a t uh um an interview on the breakfast club this week and he says something like pretty cool and, and omarian is in a space where obviously we know him from b2k and um you know his solo career uh, icebox and all that but he's in a like a very zen space now and I, it was it was just interesting and i used to think that it was a little bit inauthentic like when i would see his interviews like right. it's kind of he's like very zen but it was like that, that just seems like a front um but when you when you hear him talk you start to get a sense of like oh he's done a lot of work on himself to to find peace probably be and, a good episode and, and, and yeah and, and true happiness right so um one of the things that he said, and especially if you know Omarion's history, you got little Fizz dating his baby moms and the the Crazy. group breaking up and all these allegations and stuff and stuff like that, and he's still sane, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, which is a big thing, especially being a child star. So uh, one of the things that he said is like, I I choose happiness every day, mm. and I'm like, yo, that's so powerful. Um, but you gotta you gotta be able to wrap your mind around that. You gotta right. be able to wake up and right. be like, I choose not to be bothered by what's going on at work. I choose not to be bothered by uh, my brother that I have a huge disdain for that's always asking me to do X, Y, and right. Z. You know what I mean? I just cracked the code. I don't say I cracked the code, but I think 
we we mix up happiness as like this instantaneous feeling of glee mm-hmm. when it's actually gratitude. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. when you have gratitude, you have everything. For example, yeah, that's you, like sorry to cut you. Good. That's like the like a uh, like a subtopic of uh, choosing. There you go. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going to L.A. and let's say you got like a 1995 Honda that's kind of beat up. And then you're like, thank God I got AC. That is how you choose happiness. Man, it, I just seen. um I don't want you to forget your point, but I, uh, me and my, my guy's getting married. So we were practicing this dance for his wedding. And then, uh, we were practicing in one of the guys, uh, the groomsmen's backyard. And I seen, um, the Mustang that I had, the Fox body Mustang that yeah. I had. And, and it's like, his is like beat up and it needs a lot of work. But I was like, Oh, this is so dope. I used to have one of those back in the day, mm-hmm. but you just like that it's just that point of view or that right. perspective, man. And right. that's so powerful. Right. It's like, you know, you, it's almost like you're taking that point of view and choosing to, um, view it from a certain vantage point. Like you're, you're not like, Oh, I had that car. It was beat up. It was this and that. Like I like, I actually like that car a lot and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a new car for me to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's our thing, man. I think that as a culture, we we get it mixed up. We 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 when we think of happiness, we think of these these almost like instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? But that's not what happiness is. It's not only a choice. Happiness is not only a choice, but it's gratitude. Yeah. And until we really understand that, that's like the mature part of happiness. And you have to like articulate it. A hundred percent. Like, yes. you know, I was saying what, you know, talking about my niece, like I, mm-hmm. I, there's a way where I could be like, hey, I'm so excited to hang out with you or like, thank you for hanging out with me. All these different things. Right. Or I can be like, here she go. You right. know what I mean? Here's another one. I'll give you one right here. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm tired. Oh, man, I don't feel like going to the gym. Here's how you flip it. I have the privilege of going to the gym. Yeah. Both my legs work. Both my arms work. There's somebody who's paralyzed that wishes they could walk. Let me go to the gym. That is yeah. gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that is happiness because you're choosing happiness. And you may be tired. You may be whatever. Be like, man, thank God I needed that workout big time. I had a really bad. I ate really bad for the past two days. It's a choice. It's a constant choice. Yeah, there was there's this um, sutra. There's this these thing called uh the yoga sutras kama sutra no it, it is kind of like that but i forget what the word sutra means but um basically Anal? it's like these, it's like a philosophy <laughs> i'm just gonna ignore this nigga um it's like a philosophy <laughs> um it's like the bible for for yoga Got um it. and it's uh it has like a bunch of like almost like these scriptures but they're called sutras uh, and um and one of them i wish i knew the exact one but in one of them it it basically says that um like your life is like all about perspective and it gives an example of how like if you look off in the distance and you're like oh my gosh that's a snake and then you walk up on it closer and you're like oh it's actually just a water hose right so it's uh, it but that same feeling you have is like oh my god you know the same excitement or the fear Mm -hmm. or whatever happens is is in you but once you get up on it you realize it's a snake so it basically says like it's just perspective you you mean you mean a water hose yeah water hose Mm -hmm. um so and it also gave an example of like prisoners right so it's like these these inmates um and for these 
<laughs> yeah, the, the Fleece Johnsons <laughs> and the uh, the correctional officers are both in prison. Basically, yes. But the only difference is the context or their point of view. Like the one is like clocking in, like I'm I'm only here to get a check, mm-hmm. and the other person is like I'm in here because I've been like I like man butt. Um, so so um, it's just that 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 point of view. So. You know, if we if we take that small example and apply it to 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 every to everywhere in life, you realize like, oh, literally, my life is about the point of view. Yes, you know. So, and it's about choosing happiness. It's about not looking at things from a negative uh, or disempowering context. Mm -hmm. It's about you know just thinking about you know in terms of my small example that I gave, just being excited to hang out with my niece versus like. You know, being like, oh my god, like I gotta hang out with this person again. So, yeah. and and by the way, folks, it's not fake either. It's not <laughs> one of those things like, I mean, Eddie and Keith just make it sound good, but it's just like another this mumbo jumbo language. No, it's not. It's not fake at all. Mm-hmm. When you find a way to change the, la- the the language, your internal language, when you start changing it, it tells you a lot about yourself too and how you've been viewing things for a long time. For sure. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. kind of like, it's almost like you start to reverse engineer all the things that you felt. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Like, I I have had this <laughs> this huge, like, uh, disdain towards, like, the situation in which we grew up, right? Mm-hmm. right, right having right. a small apartment and right, all right, these right, different right. things, right? My mom still lives there. But over this weekend, we had, it was packed in there. We didn't even yeah. really have places to sit. You know, niggas are sitting, you know, yeah, in all kind of different type of seats um but i was just like so this is so dope it's so you much know? love man it's, it's so just, dope you know oh, what man. i mean and and um obviously it's not a lot of room in there but i, I it didn't feel in any way shape or form like embarrassing no or it was just like no like you said just straight love so not at all man yeah. i i loved it man mm-hmm. I, that moment like this moments like that it's like a kodak moment like mm-hmm. it just sticks out it was just for me and and especially in my situation now tomorrow to be officially a month since my dad has been gone Mm -hmm. and after he had passed i i I just had so many people that i already known in my life but how much more they you know they checked on me and that they were there for me and things Mm -hmm. of that nature so i was able to experience like happiness on a different level Mm -hmm. because after you lose somebody like your dad you could go into a state of depression and sadness and things of that nature but like I was already been doing the work on myself, which I think that that, that kind of helped me. But just also recognizing how many people who genuinely made me happy just by being there. Mm-hmm. Like just by existing and being there for me as they had already been there mm-hmm. had made me happy. I didn't need to be like, oh, you know, y'all ain't coming over. Y'all ain't calling. Y'all ain't doing this and that. I, these people that were in my life, just like I'm so blessed to have Keith in my life. I'm so mm-hmm. blessed to have his Likewise. mother in my life. I'm so mm-hmm. blessed to have Desmond. You know, I'm so blessed to have all these people in my life. And that genuinely made me happy. And it still made me happy, makes me happy to this day. Mm-hmm. Last night, there was this like a hilarious moment where you know his aunt it came his aunts came over and one of them was tipsy and was telling yeah. all these stories and Desmond was going off and I was cracking jokes and yeah. Keith's girlfriends chiming in here and there like mm-hmm. I just it was so dope man it was just such a cool experience I was uh I was talking to my girl about this mm-hmm. idea where like there was a a couple times where we went out to eat with um with my guy that's getting married mm-hmm. and um uh we were like I know me personally, I was tired, like after we had wrapped up. Um, 
but like the conversation kind of just just kept going. And there was a couple times, you know, how you get off, you try to get off the phone, like, all right, bro, like I'm a, I'm a highlight you, man. And then they just kind of like, oh, dang, what about such and such? I ain't seen him in a long time. Like, how's he doing? And then the conversation just keep going. What I realized in those moments, and even like last night, is like, um, like I can't, I can be tired, but I realized that me being a little bit tired versus like when you look back ten years from now. And that the the was the sleep worth more than this you know this Kodak moment oh, as man. you described it. It was yeah. like no, being a little bit tired, and I'm a little bit tired right now. But being a little <laughs> bit tired um, versus like actually having those like genuine moments, those yeah. genuine, genuine memories with with your family and stuff right. like that. That's way. more. I'm not gonna lie, I was just like savoring the moment, like mm-hmm. at, at, at like a while, like we were having conversations and talking. And, Desmond's got us on the floor laughing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm chiming in saying stuff. People are laughing. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those moments where it's like, you just know this is special. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just a special moment. Yeah. And, you know, once everybody packed it in, everybody went to sleep and stuff like that, I just, it just felt so good, man. I slept real good at night knowing how much love I have in my life. Yeah. Like, and it's like, if you tell people things like this, they'd be like, man. I need to make more money, man, or whatever it is. They'll they'll harp on the negative stuff, and it's like, nigga, do you not see how many people love you, bro? Bro, that but that, <laughs> and I'm speaking from that perspective. Like I texted my rest in peace to my uncle Jamel. I texted him one day. I was like, bro, if we the amount of money we be spending on these Thanksgiving dinners and and um, getting together to go to the beach and all this stuff. If we just use that money to invest in a house or, you know, buy some stocks or whatever, like, we'd be straight. But it's like, who cares? It's just all materialistic stuff. And especially if we, the only, the only real understanding we know of love and the way that we express our love is just by getting together and eating Mm -hmm. food, like, then so be it. So be it. You know, I can get money on my own. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily need the group effort. And then, and then there's a version of that where I can inspire this person. Right. Like, hey, mom, I understand. Like, we love getting together, but like, hey, what do you, what do you think about you know setting this up or setting? And this it's up? like it's it's crazy. Like, I look forward to going to the Christmas parties and then chilling with the family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much love there, and it's mm-hmm. and I don't think many people understand how this feels. I don't think you understand how it feels to like, um. You have family, obviously, but then you have extended family. Mm-hmm. You know, Keith's family, when I pop up, they're like, hey, what's going on? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like le- legit family, not mm-hmm. like Eddie, the outsider that's Desmond's friend. Mm-hmm. It's like legit family. Mm-hmm. And getting to experience that, you know, on the holidays, like when the Christmas parties pop up, I'm like, man, I got to be there. Mm-hmm. I've been to many, many of them over the years, mm-hmm. you know, or Thanksgiving, whatever. And I got two families. So mm-hmm. I go to, you know, on my mom's side and, you know, I definitely go hang with Keith's family for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, which is my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my dad's not so much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's side, I don't know about all them. <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm just blessed to have love. But, you know, I'm not going hold y'all much longer man looks like we coming to the end of this one but i I think that just the state of making someone happy is not real i think that i think that you know them having that intrinsically and also being able to have that gratitude and choose happiness is where it's at where it's at i think that when we take somebody out on a special date or do something i think we're adding to the cup that's icing on the cake we're adding to the cup Mm -hmm. that cup is 
I think we're I think we're I think we're running the cup over. I think yeah. the cup is full. Are you I, getting biblical on? Oh yeah, I, I'm definitely doing. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it there, Keith. I'm, I'm taking it there. Yeah, I feel it. That cup runneth over. <laughs> That's powerful, man. And like you said, it's it's a uh, and I really hope people. It's it's a hard concept to grasp, but yeah. um, I would just invite people to um, if you hate your job. Just show up at your job like, man, I, I'm so glad to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so fortunate that I got a job. I'm so fortunate that I have enough money. That to first part bills. is fake because you're not glad to be there, mm-hmm. right? You're pissed that you're there. Mm-hmm. But you say, I'm blessed that I have the opportunity I'm to blessed. pay. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed that I have the opportunity to pay my rent, to pay my phone bill, mm-hmm. to make to pay for my child's basketball camp, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, go here or there. And it makes me happy seeing them happy. I'm mm-hmm. blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. And I will I will go to this place that I don't like, and I will do it temporarily only because I know that it, it brings them joy mm-hmm. and that it brings me joy knowing that I can handle these things. Yeah. You know, but you can say these things all while looking for another profession, right? Yeah. We're not telling you to stay there, you know, but pain is a part of life. Mm-hmm. Pain is a part of life in every facet of life. You're going to have painful moments in a relationship. You're going to have painful moments in the gym where your muscles are hurting and you're pushing your body to the limit. You're going to have painful financial situations where you broke, you ain't got shit, you eat noodles and burritos for like the day 12. Mm-hmm. You're going to have pain in every facet of your life. Yeah. You know, but you, you, you're you going to have to find a way to uh, choose happiness in each and every fucking one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Looks like we made it to the end of this podcast. Um, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.